So Gettysburg took place Gettysburg took place a year before Sherman's March. Just to give you a time period. Hmm? Yeah. So Civil War, yeah. Civil War was 4 years long. Um year 3. So, this might be a shocker, but the Civil War was really crappy. Like, turned out that it wasn't such a great thing. And so, in comes two new generals. One is the new head general. His name is Ulysses Samuel Grant. Uh, uh, his friend, very close friend, another military guy, William Tecumseh Sherman, served as a general underneath Grant. Now, they were really, really good friends. But Grant had, for a period of his life, he was an alcoholic, and he struggled and struggled, and uh, um, Sherman was his friend that helped him get through that and kind of saved his butt a number of times. Um, Sherman, on the other hand, had some mental health issues. And mental health issues are problematic in 2023. But you know what they were like in the mid-1800s? So Sherman even spent some time in a sanatorium. Uh, you learned about that, I hope, somewhere. This is not a good thing, and Grant stands by him. So when Sherman has a new idea for the war, Grant's going to let him, let him go and run with it. Instead of me just telling you what Sherman was thinking, though, I want you to read some quotes from him and see his idea. So here you go. Oh, it's in the Y section. So what's Sherman thinking? We're going to scare the rebels. Who is he counting with the rebels, though? Okay, and how is that different than warfare so far? What's he doing that's different? Yeah, good. So here's, actually, now that I think about it, I have another quote. Read this quote from one of his underlings. It might clear it up a little bit. So he's going to take the war directly to the people. 
he figures the reason we're having a war is because most people in the South are supporting this war. If they knew just how bad the war was, maybe they wouldn't be supporting this so much. So he's going to carry the war from, instead of just fight against the soldiers, he's going to go in and he's going to make the others suffer. Thank you. Um, he's going to make the others suffer. He's going to take it straight to the people. This has a name. It's called Total War. See, when a soldier's shooting at someone, it's not just the soldier that's involved in that. It's the people who supply the soldier's stuff. It's the people who make the firearms and the ammunition. It's the people who send them the food and grow the food. Everybody's involved in the war effort. And so his idea is if they're going to be involved, if they're going to support this, then they should face some of the consequences of their decisions. And if they face those consequences, maybe we'll be able to end the war faster. Now, what, part of why this is important, part of why this is historically significant is because this became a much more common system to go by. In World War II, uh, Germany tried the same thing against Britain. Remember, they bombed the crap out of London, just bombed indiscriminately everywhere. Uh, the Allied powers returned the favor. Berlin was pretty much leveled during World War II, or against Japan. Uh, the idea was if, if Japan's going to sit and they're going to keep sending their kids to us and there's going to be the social pressure of fighting, we're going to make them suffer. Total war. Think it'll work for Sherman? Wow. The United States wins, so it must be something. Hey, so Sherman takes his army and he goes down to Georgia. He decides he's going to start with Atlanta. Atlanta, I have a modern picture of Atlanta here. And so you can see it's, I mean, it's modern. But it's got lots of roads, lots of skyscrapers, lots of important stuff. It is a commercial hub. And it was back then, too, although it looked a little bit different. This was the manufacturing center for the South. A lot of stuff uh, went through Atlanta before it came north. So Sherman decides he's going to go and fight them. Who's doing Atlanta? Who's doing that battle? So do you remember what happens in Atlanta? Either. Very good. Very good. In the end, Atlanta is pretty much burned to the ground. So they really, they really just slaughter the city. There are some Confederate troops there, but they don't hold it very well. And in the end, the Confederate army has to flee. So they headed towards the west, to like Tennessee and stuff. So what's Sherman going to do? 
And he decides that he's going to split his army. He sends 60,000 of his troops after, after the Confederate army. The rest he keeps, and they are going to do what they call Sherman's March to the Sea. They're going to go and they're going to destroy as much as they can and they're going to make people suffer as much as humanly possible. That's second part isn't completely true. He's just going to burn their crops and stuff. If they'll leave him alone, he won't attack them. The Confederates realize what he's doing. They face him at a place called Griswoldville. It is so uneven that in the end, 64... U.S. soldiers are killed, and over 600 Confederate soldiers are killed. So you see how unbalanced this is. This is just crazy. So what then? Well, the rebel soldiers realize that they could never face Sherman again. So they go ahead of Sherman's army and they destroy anything they think that Sherman's going to be able to use. They burn bridges, they uh, burn fields, the crops, they take those down. They do a bunch of stuff like that. Sherman soldiers follow after. And what they do makes the Confederate soldiers look, you know, downright peaceful. They uh, hear their picture tearing up railroad tracks. They light the ties on fire. They just throw them away. They break them. They take the, the rails themselves. They heat them up in fires and then wrap them around trees so they can't be used again. They burn more fields. If you're a dairy farmer, they kill all your cows. They, they just destroy everything in their path. And they do it all the way from Atlanta to Savannah. Once they reach Savannah, Sherman calls on the mayor of Savannah. He says, hey, get everybody out. We're going to burn this city to the ground. The mayor's like, you can't do that. These are innocent civilians. And Sherman writes back and he says, I know they're innocent civilians. That's why I'm saying get them out of the place. We're going to burn their homes down. And some of them leave and most of them don't. Sherman marches into the city takes it over fairly easily. The Confederates had fled. The army had fled. And so he writes to Abraham Lincoln, by this time it's about Christmas, and he says, I present to you a Christmas gift of the city of Savannah. So that's the march to the sea. How effective is it? Immensely. The South will never again field an army, uh, a full-sized army. They will not be able to supply nearly as well as they've supplied so far. Uh, some Southerners start to be like, okay, if this is what it's going to cost us, let's, let's give up. Let's stop this. In the South, if you find someone who, you know, one of those kind of sons of the Confederacy people, they still hate William Tecumseh Sherman. They hate him deeply. They hate him more. They hate Abraham Lincoln. They just hate his guts. In the North, super popular. They tried to get him to run for president, 
He said that he would rather spend four years in prison than spend four years as president. Prison sounded way better. He's like, I don't even have to think about it. Finally, they decided they would nominate him and make him run anyway. And he said, very famously, he said, if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. Like, just leave me alone. But his friend, Ulysses S. Grant, did become president. So, questions? Yeah. Oh, six is because they got trounced so bad. Yeah, they were defeated so severely they knew that they couldn't stand up against Sherman's army.